Hello and welcome to another episode of the Modern Casanova Podcast with me, your host, as ever, Troy Francis. So guys, Sunday, I hope you've had a good week. Um, I'm in London, as usual at the flat, uh, looking out the window, it's nice and sunny out there. There are blossoms in the tree, which is at the foot of my I won't say garden, but there's a little patio area at the back. Um, There are blossoms on that tree. It looks very pretty. Um, Spring has finally sprung. We are in Q2 now of 2017. Unbelievable as that seems. Um, We're actually in the second quarter of the year, so I think for all of us there's an impetus to think about, you know, what we set out to do at the beginning of 2017 and how are we doing on that journey so whether or not you made official kind of new year's resolutions and i appreciate not everyone does and you know arguably maybe it's not a great thing to do new year's resolutions because you should be looking at those things all of the year round not at just at one particular point but um you should probably come into the year with some sense of where you want to go how you want things to change and how you want things to be different. So I think as we come into a new quarter, a new, hopefully sunnier, warmer, more sexy quarter in wherever you're living, um, it's a good time just to take stock and think a little bit about how things are going. Um, And when I look at my list of things that I was looking to achieve, um, actually, it's going pretty well. Not that I say that to brag or anything like that. Um, I suffer from, you know, procrastination, lack of productiveness and everything else as much as anybody else. But this year, um, for a couple of reasons, and I think the main one being I'm no longer in a relationship, so that has freed up a lot of my time. Um, I have been productive and I have managed to keep relatively on track. Now, that's not to say that things are where I want them to be and I can rest on my laurels. That's absolutely, emphatically not the case. But nevertheless, you know, I've been doing, broadly speaking, I've been doing the things that I said I would set out to do. And that's kind of gratifying, you know, and it's nice to know. But I I need to step it up now because we're, you know, a quarter of the way into the year, which is kind of unbelievable, isn't it, really? It just feels like it was Christmas only the other week. Um, And now we've got Easter coming up in a couple of weeks. So, you know, it's the time for us all to crack on, get down to work, get on with it. Um, Black Dragon, who I'm a fan of, and hopefully you've had a look at his blog and you're familiar with his his work, I'd certainly recommend it if you haven't, wrote an article which I've quoted, I think at least on Twitter, where he says the first half of the year is really where you've got to put the effort in and I think he counted up until May and the thinking behind that was and actually when I read this it made complete sense to me and I never really thought about it before but the thinking is that you know January February March okay they're crap months but they're also months you can get a lot done and the same in April and probably the same through into May but then As we get to the end of May, something happens because hopefully the weather starts to get warmer, it starts to get nicer, we're starting to come into early summer. And as soon as we come into summer, and certainly I noticed this being in London, as soon as you start to come into summer, 
everything just changes because suddenly it's holiday time. It's holiday season. People are away. It's harder to tie people down if you need to have meetings, get in touch with people, get things done. It's warmer weather. You yourself are probably, let's say, slightly less inclined to be stuck in the office all day uh, or your bedroom office or whatever, wherever you work. Um, when you could be outside having a cool beer, enjoying the beautiful sunny weather. Um, and yeah, you know, a certain lethargy kind of falls over cities during peak summer because of the heat, because of the holiday atmosphere, um, and all of those things. So the advice of Black Dragon is to smash it between January and about May, and then after May to continue smashing it, but... Ideally, you will have done the bulk of your work in those first, you know, five months. Uh, Or at least you'll have done, sorry, not the bulk of your work, but you'll have done a good chunk of work in the first five months of the year. And that will have set you in good stead. So, as I say, when I heard this, I thought it was really interesting. It's definitely something I can identify with. And it's definitely something that I'm trying to adhere to now because, you know, summer coming up... um, There's a lot of changeable factors in my life at the moment. I'm not quite sure where I'm going to be come the summer or what my lifestyle is going to look like because there are some potentially exciting changes coming up. So, you know, at the moment, I'm just getting my head down. I'm getting on with stuff. I'm working, creating content. And yeah, it's all going pretty well. So I would be very interested to know how stuff's going for you, um, if you are sticking to your goals, if there's more you want to achieve, and, you know, where you are. So please, you know, drop me an email or contact me on Twitter uh, or Facebook and we can uh, discuss further. But um, a couple of parish notices. So this podcast, which is now, I think in the new iteration, this is episode five. It's actually episode six, but the first episode I made a long time ago. So you know, almost not counting that one really. So anyway, five episodes is pretty good. Um, And I'm looking to get this uploaded to iTunes finally. I'm hoping that's going to happen this week. Now, you know what these technical things are like. Sometimes there may be a hitch or two. It's with Apple at the moment for um, whatever you call it, you know, for them to pass it so that it can go onto the uh, Apple iTunes store. But hopefully... Assuming there's no issues with that and everything works okay, it should be up in iTunes next week. So I will obviously be sending out uh, reminders on that. But as soon as it's in iTunes, I hope that we'll see a bit of a a step change with this because then obviously people can listen to it on podcast apps as I listen to all my podcasts on, not my podcasts, but the podcasts I enjoy by other people. I listen to all of them on an app. It's a lot easier. You can grow your audience that way. So hopefully we'll start to see a bit more traction, get some more listeners and start to get the word out about what it's like to be a modern Casanova. So exciting times as far as that's concerned and I'll keep you updated. Um, Working on the website as well. I hope in the next couple of days you're going to be seeing some exciting changes to my website realtryfrancis.com 
You'll probably have noticed that I've been updating content on there much more regularly at the moment anyway. So I'm aiming at a daily article and certainly there's been a daily article on there over the last week, week and a half uh, without a without gap. That will continue, but I've also done some work on the look, the design, and the functionality of the site, and hopefully you're going to be seeing those changes very soon. So again, keep your ears peeled, if that makes sense, and I will uh, be letting you know very soon when that has happened. Another new thing is the Troy Francis email newsletter. The first one of which went out today to an inner circle of very lucky subscribers. And I see that as being a really exciting development because the way that I want to use that is to have a way to communicate with the people who are really engaged with the stuff that I'm putting out there in a more personal way and to send out content to those guys that, you know, maybe... I'm not going to put out on social media or on my website. So maybe some more slightly more outrageous, kind of shocking pieces of content, um, some really killer pieces of advice, hints, tips and techniques for the latest cutting edge pick up and game stuff that I'm doing, uh, some photographs maybe, um, and also links to all of my top content from the week as well so that uh, you get that in a nice digest which hopefully will be useful for you um yeah so the newsletter very exciting go to twitter i'm posting up the form that you can fill in to subscribe to that newsletter on twitter i'll put it up on my website real troy francis as well there'll be loads of reminders but do subscribe to that newsletter in time for next week, next Sunday, if you want to start getting lots of fresh content that you wouldn't otherwise be able to obtain anywhere else from me. So that's great news. And then just the usual Twitter, good uh, group of guys over there, get into a lot of conversations with them during the week about their game, their pickup, red pill, matters of various kinds. Uh, and Instagram as well, so you can look me up on Instagram and see some wonderful pictures from uh, different different things, little amusing little memes and anecdotes and little pictures from out and about and stuff. So loads of ways to engage with the modern Casanova content that I'm sticking out there, and I hope you enjoy. And please do get any feedback over to me because I am all ears because I'm doing this really for you guys to give value to you guys and to help you out on your journey. So I want to know what you think and I want to try and make the site better and everything else that I do better. So do let me know on that. Okay, now, without further ado, and that was a bit of an ado because I've been kind of talking for a bit too long on that really, um, I'm going to go into the topic of today, which is what you should say when you first approach a hot girl. Now, I'm doing this as the topic for a couple of reasons, really. The first reason being that I put this article up on my website um, the other day. Um, I think it was a couple of days ago. And it has proven to be the most popular post of the week on the site, which indicates to me that the title is uh, for, for this piece was what to say when you first approach a hot girl. And the fact that it was 
it shot up to being the most read article on the site within a couple of days for that week indicates to me that this is something that guys still really want to hear about the guys still really want to learn about and they want content on so i thought it would be valuable to do a quick podcast on the matter as well now in saying that my view on this as a topic is mixed really because for a start i think approaching walking up to girls going up to a girl telling her you like her complimenting her whatever this subject has been discussed so much by people on the internet in books uh, in the manosphere generally on forums i mean really this content is so overdone by people that in a sense i wonder how much i can really add to it but by the same token i think you know i have my extreme well extreme you know i have my significant experience of doing this of walking up to women and guys sometimes but you know we're talking about pick up here so women who i don't know who i haven't met before i've never met before in my life walking up to them initiating conversations with them that lead to escalation that lead to dates that lead to phone numbers and hopefully eventually sex and intimacy so this is something that i've got a ton of experience in i've done it loads of times and you know i think i can talk to you about it in a way that i hope will be useful even though you may have read other content or seen other content on this issue hopefully if you resonate with the way that i talk about these things you'll be able to get some value out of my approach to it and my thoughts on it having said that <clears throat> the other thing that i should say really is that approaching is as the most talked about element really in pickup it's also in reality probably the least important in a sense and guys find it hard to get their head around that because when i get communications from guys nine times out of ten if it's a new guy that i haven't been in contact with before and he's going to ask me a question you can say right i'm going to ask troy a question what is that question going to be and a lot of the time it is do you use pickup lines what line do you use what do you say when you go to talk to these girls um that's what people are wondering now for me it's it's almost slightly surprising for me in a way because i have read for my sins you know over the years i've read so much game content and i've seen so many youtube videos about it and i've you know i've been to seminars i've i've met a lot of the game gurus i've talked to um well-known people who are into game pickup artists and so on um yeah you know so for me it's a question that's already been answered and because i've spent all that time inquiring into this area of of uh, study if you like i'm aware that the truth is as i say it's not really that important 
what you go in with. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter that much what you say when you start to talk to her. So for me, you know, there, there's other topics that I'd much rather be getting into. And, you know, obviously I will be in subsequent episodes. But I think it is important because it's a bit of a no-brainer as a first question, isn't it, really? Um, what do I say to her? If you've never done it before, what the hell are you going to say to her? You know, you're breaking through a cold approach, really. <clears throat> you're breaking through a fourth wall that... For most guys, they have no concept or understanding that it could ever be broken. And it was kind of like that for me, really. Certainly in day game. Certainly in day game. I mean, night game is a little bit different because I think we're all aware because of TV and movies. And it's just kind of endemic in the culture that nightclubs and bars are places where men and women meet and men will talk, walk up to girls and chat, chat them up as the expression is here in England um, you know and that's just kind of a given so people, people are sort of warm to it as far as nightclubs and bars are concerned now they still may not know what to say and they still may be too nervous to actually do it but they know that it happens where we don't know that it happens, or where a lot of people don't know that it happens, is in day game. And when I first discovered day game, and that was um, 2004, 2005, I think, when I first started doing day game, it was mind-blowing, really, because here was this... That was when a fourth wall shattered in front of me, right? Because... I'd had no conception before that you could walk up to somebody in the street, at a bus stop, um, in a library, in a coffee bar, and just start talking to her, and then ask for her number, and then maybe end up having sex with her at a later date, or even at the same on the same day. Absolutely phenomenal, you know. And I've talked before about this, but it kind of blew me away, really, when I discovered that this... Even the fact that this could be done, and I experienced it for myself, it was an incredibly pivotal moment, really, for me in terms of, you know, game, but also my, you know, my social life, my life in London as well. Because another sort of, from a personal autobiographical point of view, I had moved to London at around that time. And, you know, I didn't, first few months I was in London, I had a complete dry spell. I'll be honest with you, I had a complete dry spell. And, Prior to being in London, I'd been doing game in Manchester, which is where I, I'd lived for a, a few years. And I was getting laid, you know, I was getting traction, I was getting success, but it was it was unstudied game. It, was, it wasn't game in the sense that I read a book about it or anything like that. It was just me walking up and hitting on girls in clubs and, you know, getting blown out a lot of the time and other times getting some success and making all the mistakes that people do in terms of beta behaviours and um, falling into one-itis and pedestalization and all of these things. But nevertheless, you know, I got some lays. Uh, I had girlfriends up there. I had sex with random girls and stuff. So it wasn't all bad. But then when I moved to London, there was a bit of a gap. And it went on for quite a few months where I was new to the city. I didn't know anybody. I was in this new job. I was getting used to that. Um, and yeah, I, I, I struck out. I got nothing. You know, I was um, 
and I was quite lonely as well because I didn't have that many friends in London at that time either. So in in some it was you know not the greatest time for me socially and one of the things that pulled me out of that actually was game because I got to a point where finally after a few months I pulled this girl she was a friend of a colleague of mine and I think I got to third base or whatever you call it you know um didn't actually have sex with her but uh we were we were intimate on one at least one occasion I think and you know and then that didn't work out nothing really you know that fizzled out and then I thought well this is ridiculous and I you know this is just no good and I've been reading a bit about game the game was just coming out at that point so I got a copy of that then I went on to a forum in London for guys into pickup and I met guys through that we started to go out I started to do night game with these people and also uh, day game stuff as well. And then it kind of all spiraled from there. But day game, night game was um, a revelation in the sense that when I started to use some of the techniques that were recommended in things like the game and mystery method and in various websites online I started to get actual results and that was gratifying and it was also incredible that you could alter your social experiences by following you know a pattern and that was a kind of a seeing through the matrix moment I suppose in the sense that it felt like I'd found a hack that cut through uh, the way that society typically operated. So that was incredibly exciting and, you know, it was fruitful and I met girls and everything. But Day Game, I think it's fair to say, was even more of a revelation for me for the reasons that I just said, in that, you know, on what planet could I walk up to a girl at a bus stop, which is what I did with Sarah, who's uh, an ex of mine, get talking to her, say some stupid like uh, chip crack stuff that I got from a, a website or a book, get her phone number and then end up dating her and eventually sleeping with her and becoming, entering a relationship with her, which happened uh, sometime later. On what planet could that happen? I, this was inconceivable to me that this could happen. It was quite incredible. And of course now, you know, this is now many years later. This is like 10, 12, 13 years later. And through that period, I've been doing day game. I've been doing night game. Not continuously because I've had girlfriends and relationships and stuff. But, you know, I've been aware of it. And and now it it gets to the point where... And this is a, a bit of a drawback, I think, for, for somebody who's been doing this for a while. I've got to the point now where day game is not a revelation to me. And the fact that I can go and talk to a girl is not so exciting to me it's kind of i've done this hundreds of times already it's it's a it's another approach if she blows me out i don't really care that much um and that from a personal perspective is probably not the best place to be either because i think what really benefited me in those early days was that kind of wide-eyed excitement and you know, uh, amazement really that this thing actually worked and could be done. I and mean, if anything, I probably lack that 
a bit too much now. So that's something that I need to have a look at in terms of, you know, my game and where I'm at. But with all of that being said, day game, massive, massive revelation. Night game, fantastic revelation as well. We still come to the question, what do you actually say? So if I'm, so I used to meet girls on the London Underground a lot. Um, like, which is the big subway system here, similar to the metro, you know, the, the system in New York and the Paris Metro and everything else. You guys know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, so if I saw a girl who was hot on the platform at a station in the London Underground, what would I do? What would I say? And what I want to tell you and what I want to leave with you today is that it really doesn't matter very much what you say. And I'll tell you why. When guys say to me, what's your pickup line? What do you say? What are you gonna say when you go up to her? What, how, what did you say to her? How did you get her number? The misconception they're making, and this I think comes from movies and you know the culture generally, is that any one line is gonna, is gonna pull her. You know, that if you just learn this line that is so amazing and so erotically engaging and so filled with wonder and verbal dexterity and storytelling and magic, that you just deliver this one line, then she's immediately going to be attracted to you and she's going to have sex with you. Now, of course, that's bollocks. That's not the case at all. That's just not how it works. The only purpose of the opening line is to do just that, to open the conversation. The important thing, and the thing that you could be should be concentrating on, is not what you're saying, but the fact that you're saying anything at all. Because if you're opening conversations with 10 girls a day, then over five days, that's 50 girls. Over 10 days, you've spoken to 100 girls. And out of 100 girls, Generally speaking, even if you're a complete beginner, unless you are really socially or physically disadvantaged in some way, it's quite likely that one of those girls is at least going to be interested in you. And I would say it's pretty likely that you're going to sleep with at least one of those girls if you put in the time and the effort um, just to speak to enough people. Now, here we get into the issue of, is it a numbers game? And I could probably do a whole podcast on that, so I won't talk too much about that here, but just to say, no, it isn't a numbers game. It's a game that you can increase your skill in considerably over time. There's a lot that you can learn about social dynamics, about intergender dynamics, about how relationships work, about how men and women work. So it's not a numbers game, but at the same time, you do need to put the numbers in because for various reasons, you wanna find somebody who is relatively receptive to you because a lot of women out there are just not gonna sleep with you no matter what. They're just not interested. And you know, your, your amazing line in those cases, it's not gonna make a blind bit of difference. You're also gonna meet girls who are often called yes girls who do like you, who are attracted to you, who think you're cute, who like your look, uh, whatever it is. And those girls are going to be universally receptive. Now, you can mess it up with those girls, and that's a different thing. But they are going to be naturally 
more inviting of you. And then in between that, you've got this kind of grey area of maybe girls. And these are girls who, you know, maybe she thinks you're all right. She thinks you're okay. She needs a bit of convincing. Um, Maybe she's kind of got a boyfriend or she's in a sort of a thing with somebody and you you know it's 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 going to take a little bit of work and those are the girls that you can really game and what you want to be doing is identifying as quickly as possible who the no girls are so you can walk on and stop engaging with them who the yes girls are so you can escalate and who the maybe girls are so you can begin a dialogue with them now for me Approaching is really very, very simple. You go up, you start a conversation, you say a few lines backwards and forth, and you gauge where this is at. You gauge how well this is going to do. If it's, you know, she's monosyllabic, she's looking at her watch, she's backing away from you, you know, it's not really likely to go anywhere and particularly if you live in a big city I mean who you know there are guys who say well you know you can turn it around why don't you try this trick why don't you try that trick for me I just think life's too short I just think look if she's not feeling it let it go it's what two minutes two seconds of your time well 30 seconds of your time you know it's not gonna it's not gonna kill you if she is teetering and mildly interested then you can engage her further and if she's a yes girl then you can probably just get her number and arrange to meet her at another time so here's what i say these days generally speaking i mean i'll go through different i go through different phases of different things there's also the issue of do you go direct where you go and say to the girl that you like her or do you go indirect where you ask her directions for you know, the local coffee shop or something. The, what I tend to do, and this is with day game, but also with night game to some, to some extent, is just to be direct and just go up to them and tell them what I want. So in most cases, I will see the girl, I'll walk up to her, I'll tap her on the shoulder, and I will say something like, hey, I just saw you walking past, you look really cute, I had to talk to you, my name's Troy. And that's it. And then from then, she's going to respond in some way. And I'm going to gauge from that what the scenario is here, what work I'm going to need to do, if this is even possible or not. I'm going to get that sense from, you know, that first opener. Now, the purpose of that opener, that opener is not clever. It's not witty. It's not sexy. It's not, it's not anything, really. It's, it's honest. It's, hey, I saw you. I think you look cute. I'd like to get to know you more. My name's Troy. I'd like to... I just had to stop you and talk to you. My name's Troy. How's your day going? You know, whatever it is. And then you can get into stacking and storytelling and vibing and fractionation and all of those other things. But the opening line itself, I think, keep it simple. Why keep Just really keep it simple, because why the hell not, you know? I mean, look, if you... there's What else could you have said in that moment? You could have gone up and said, um, where's the Apple store? Now, that in itself, if you think that going in under the radar 
via indirect is going to do you any favours, then you're wrong. Because if she likes you, if she doesn't like you, she's not going to like you anyway. So just because you've gone in sort of under the radar and said, can you let me know where the Apple store is? You're not going to, from that, build up, you know, some attraction if she just doesn't like you. It's just, it's still going to be a blowout. Um, by the same token, if she likes you a bit, then, well, by the same token, if she doesn't like you and you go up and say, hey, you're cute, it's not going to have made any difference either way because she still doesn't like you. So it doesn't matter. If she likes you a bit and you go up and say, hey, I think you're cute, I wanted to speak to you, then I think the likelihood is she's going to respect you more for that because... I mean, come on, look, she's used to it. I mean, girls are used to guys pussyfooting around, not having the balls to put themselves on the line, going up and with some bullshit excuse why they want to talk to her when she knows damn well why they want to talk to her. She's not an idiot. You know, she knows that you are hitting on her. And I think, you know, and, and I know more guys do direct now and it's perhaps not uh, the, you know, it perhaps doesn't quite have the same novelty value that it had a few years ago but I just you know again I think life's too short go in there be direct tell her you think she's cute I mean don't go overboard don't go in and say oh you're the most beautiful girl I've ever seen or something like that just go and say hey I think you, you look nice I think you look cute I think you look pretty is what I've been using a lot um and then go from there make an observation start to um engage her start to tell a story and, uh, you know, we can go into that in subsequent weeks. But when guys say to me, you know, what is your line? What do you use? Pick up lines. Uh, you know, what do you say, etc. Really, that's all it is. I just keep it simple. I go in there. I tell her why I'm talking to her. Because you've got to kind of ground this as well. There's got to be, you know, why does a stranger go up and talk to another stranger? You know, you might as well up front. This is why. It's out in the open. No possibility of friend zoning here. We're not messing around. I'm a man, I like you, you're a woman, I want to talk to you on that level. If you don't want to, then say goodbye and that's fine. If you do, then let's see how this goes. And I just do it like that, keep it really simple. And, you know, I think the success that I've had through that strategy has been enough to not to convince me to change my mind or to do anything differently, really. So, that's where I'm going to leave it today. Straightforward stuff, but I think it's worth discussing because a lot of guys, if they haven't tried this, they don't know, you know, what's possible and maybe they just haven't thought of it. Sometimes the simplest things are the things that we overthink the most as well. So, you know, it's good to talk these things through, I think. I will leave it there. It's been lovely to spend a segment of my Sunday afternoon with you guys. I hope that you're enjoying the podcast. I'm keen to hear any feedback that you may have on the Modern Casanova podcast, what you think of it, what you think I should be covering, if there's any guests you think I should be getting on, any other suggestions or feedback, much appreciated. Uh, go to me at the website or on Twitter and uh, get a message to me. And yeah, that aside, go up, approach some girls, be very simple, be direct, see what happens. You miss 100% of the shots that you don't take She's not going to bite your head off. The sky isn't going to fall in. It'll be fine. Give it a go. Take a risk. See what happens. And you might well be surprised. Okay, for another week, I will say goodbye, and we will speak again soon. Bye-bye now.